This is Two Beer Marketing, a series from Open Box Strategies about the challenges and triumphs of website design and online marketing. We're taking the hassle out of connecting with your audience online, all while enjoying our favorite beers. So pop a cold one and join us for this Two Beer Marketing podcast. Greetings, Rick Moon, owner of Lunar Communications based in lovely Brookfield, Wisconsin. And Lunar Communications is about helping small and mid-sized businesses tell the world who they are, what they do, and how they bring value to their relationships through proactive public relations, strategic social media, and concise copywriting. It's all these activities that many businesses recognize that they should be doing, but they don't have the time, interest, or know-how to do it themselves. It's not just a matter of the time to execute. It's the time it takes to figure out what they should be doing a lot of times, right? Exactly. And it's any any business consultant will tell you that you should focus on your core competency. Focus on what makes you money and how your time is best spent and it's worth outsourcing and paying someone to do the rest. Is there a particular niche of business that you thrive in or you look forward to working with? I do a lot of work with professional service providers. A lot of, I've done work for quite a few law firms. Uh, I've done work for some firms that kind of professional services, accounting, human resources, consulting, all, financial planning and management, all those type of firms. And that goes back to part of, part of my background is you know, I worked in a large law firm for six years as their first ever in-house public relations person. That, that was following my journalism career. And the dictate, my job description that came directly from the CEO, who was a very, very well-known, prominent figure, was get more publicity for the firm. That was my job description, which, as you can imagine, was pretty cool because it was up to me to kind of shape it, shape it as I saw fit to make it the most productive and successful. And I spent six years there and learned an awful lot about not only legal marketing, but professional services marketing. As far as what makes these people tick, what do they, what are their skill sets and their goings on that might be newsworthy for public relations purposes? What are the unique qualities that these people have that make them good for for interviews, for consulting by by media types or outside sources that might lend themselves to publicity, for consulting for guest blogging, for consulting even for something like this. Once you get into that niche and you kind of understand how these firms operate and what they generally look for, that's that's a that's a, it's a great it's a great place to be, and I found a lot of success there. So, are professional service industries the only ones who should be really focusing on PR and public relations? And not at all. I have I have a, a client base that is extremely broad. I've done work for many years for a local, very prominent landscaping company. I do work for a company that puts together trade show exhibits. I've done work for several law firms. Um, it's, it's, really, it's really all over the map, both B2B and B2C. The gist of the answer to your question, though, Brad, is that businesses miss public relations opportunities all the time. They're not, they're not thinking like that. They're focused on what's their core competency, what is directly making them money in their day-to-day activities. PR isn't, I mean, it's really, not that, it's really not that hard to figure out. It's anytime that you win an award, you hire an employee, you open a new office, you add a product or service, you can do, public, you can do PR on that. And not to say that you're going to get a screaming headline in some local newspaper or you're going to have 
you know, the afternoon talk show hosts on one of the local stations talking about it. But at the same time, you can get that news into certain places in the media and online. And those places are very, very well read by fellow business people. And if you know about marketing, the three most important words in marketing are drip, drip, drip. It's all about keeping your name out there in front of the public, in front of your customers, in front of your prospective customers. And PR is a very, very cost-effective way to do this as long as businesses recognize the opportunities. And as a, as a, as a public relations professional, when you're working with clients, you have to be constantly coaching them and staying abreast of what's happening with them to look for those opportunities and help them realize them. There was a time to to get that effect from the media. You mailed or even more recently, you emailed or faxed a press release. But with social media and online communications, that form, I'm sure, is still very impactful and useful and it happens every day. But what is something, what are some other channels that can be pursued to connect with those people in the media or um, the this new emerging role of the social media influencer? These individuals who are very active in their niche but have really huge followings on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook. The answer to that goes down several different avenues. One of them is that public relations now has has really diverged into social media and online marketing as well. One way that that happens is when you when you get some news published somewhere in a traditional media outlet. Well, you take that, you, you, find those, you find those online sources where that's published, and you share it through your social media channels, and you put that exposure on steroids. What's the value of that? Traditional media, TV, radio, newspapers still has tremendous influence because there's an implied third-party credibility there. And that credibility comes from a perspective that, that most of the public holds that if this newspaper is investing X amount of column space for a story about your business, or this radio talk show host is interviewing you, or this TV reporter is out doing a segment on something you have going on, that that gives you instant credibility in the eyes of a lot of people. Because otherwise, if you didn't have credibility, these media sources would not be investing their very valuable time into it because as we all know traditional media has really shrunk in the past 15 to 20 years. So you can take that and then you share it through your social media channels and suddenly the exposure is 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 magnified many times over. Now the other part of public relations that has really taken off as well is and I think this is what you're referring to Nick is dealing with bloggers. Dealing with bloggers, people who people who maintain online blogs about different topics. And that can be very, very helpful in, in a lot of B2C type businesses. I read a really great case history that happened in the past couple of years where a very prominent local restaurant was opening a new, a new location. And this case history talked about how the marketing people for this restaurant, and you would recognize it, um, 
what they did is they really did their homework and they identified who are the really the most prominent food bloggers and restaurant bloggers in the Milwaukee area. And they started following those bloggers. They started commenting on their blogs. And then, in, and then they, began, they began that engagement and that interaction. And then when they were ready to do the soft opening for this new location of the restaurant, they had built a relationship with these people and they invited them. So what happened? The bloggers wrote about it, of course. That is, that's the other part of sort of what I'll call the, 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 new, the new age of public relations. And you know what? It, it's, it's great. It's tremendously exciting and it's tremendous fun because traditional media has shrunk so much in the past few years. They don't have the time. They don't have the personnel to cover as much as they used to. One of my primary contacts at the, at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, a business editor who recently retired, I'll never forget him saying to me that I had pitched a, a really good story idea to him. He really liked it, but he flat out said to me, I don't have anyone to cover this. And that's that's just that's just how it is nowadays. But thankfully, the social media has kind of filled that void for people in marketing and public relations. Talking about getting that word out, let's get into some of the technical stuff. The press release certainly is not dead. It's evolved. It changes how it, how it gets there. What are the components of a great press release? Again, two, two different avenues to address there. One sure. is along the traditional angle, you've got the five W's, who, what, why, when, where. That's, it's, it's, you almost act as a reporter covering your own story, like you would be writing a, a news piece, and then you, you share it with people. Is that still a fair way to look at it? That's, that's a very, very accurate, succinct way of looking at it, absolutely. And that's any, any reputable news outlet, or even, you know, even, even something that isn't traditional media you might send it to, that's what they want to know. Where's, where's the meat of this? And as importantly, is there any meat there? Hmm. Now, the second avenue of this is the online marketing aspect of it, is including those hyperlinks in your press release, going back to different sources on your own website, maybe on third-party websites, and also, of course, finding out your keywords and your key phrases and working those into the press release. Because... One of the things you could do with the press release is when, when, on, when Open Box Strategies wins the Online Marketer of the Year Award. <laughs> it's okay, coming. I believe that. I believe that. Every, every, everything in good time. Okay. You can, you can put your, together your press release for that, and you're going to have all your, all your, 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 your keywords in. You're going to have online marketing. You're going to have websites. You're going to have web marketing. I mean, I don't have to tell you these things. You're going to work all of that content into that press release, and you're going to also put, work your five W's into that, and then you're going to send it off to these different to these different publications and so forth. And and you'll probably have some good luck getting it placed in certain place in in some of these publications. But there's also a variety of local and even national websites where you could post that release completely for free. And then what you have is it's another link going back to your website, which of course benefits your SEO. And you can take and, and you could post your press release verbatim out there so, so so that you don't have to worry about how it's going to get edited down by some newspaper. And you can put it out there verbatim and your entire message is out there for all the world to see. And you can share that again through your social media channels. 
So a lot of these smaller businesses probably don't really know where to start when they have a press release. They don't know where it should go. And that's, I'm guessing, where someone like yourself comes in, where you have all this background in kind of knowing where to put that press release. A lot of it is knowing where to put it. Another big part of it is knowing what not to do with it. Let me give you an example. If you call the editor of the business journal about about a press release, and if you call him at 11.30 a.m. on a Wednesday, I guarantee you have lost a friend for life. Why? Because the deadline for the business journal, which is a weekly publication, is noon on Wednesdays. So if you call that editor a half an hour before the weekly deadline for his publication, what do you think his reaction is going to be? What a dope. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, and that would be kind. So, I've worked in a newsroom. I know what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping a PG on the show, I, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, yep, I, that's for I, six-beer marketing is where we <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a post-deadline. <laughs> right. um, so, yes, it's knowing, it's, knowing about, it's knowing about where to go with these things. And this, this, this goes back to a basic tenet of marketing. I always – a cliche that I made up is the one thing they never teach in college is how business really gets done. It's Which is very fair. Once you spend about five minutes in actually networking and building, you go, boy, you know, there's some classes I might have should have paid more attention in, but largely I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go because yep. you don't have that. I can definitely relate to that. Just graduating and then <laughs> hopping into a business right away. It's, uh, it's yeah. You do, you, there's a lot to learn. There's, there, there's a lot to learn, but the basic tenet of it is it's all about relationships. Yeah. It's, and it's something I think it's easy to underestimate because you think, oh, I got such a great product. As soon as somebody hears about this, they're going to go for it. But if if people, we, we talked uh, with uh, Judy Murphy a few weeks ago, and it is about getting people to to know who you are. And week before that, we talked about uh, with Sue Gresham getting people to know, like, and trust you. And those are so such great sequential ways to think about marketing: get people to know about you, and then know, like, and trust you. And if that's not there, there won't be any sale. And that's that's why that's so huge. And that's why I think. Uh, a PR strategy combined with everything else is so important is because it you, you've mentioned already a press release, social media, keywords for SEO, posting it, uh, content management. It, if you, if you have a PR strategy, it's almost like every other element of on, a lot of other elements of online marketing fall behind it. Yeah. It's, and oftentimes it's hard to, where where does PR start and marketing ends, or vice versa? And I don't know that there it's so defined anymore. You're, you you hit you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head because and another another thing that you do with your press release that I didn't think of earlier on is you take that press release and you post that on your website. Because, well, absolutely. I mean, many websites you can you can put it in your blog, or many many websites have a newsroom or a press release section, and you put that on on your website as well. Why is this important? It's important because what a lot of businesses that have never done public relations outreach before don't understand is that once you get a newspaper interested in you, once you get a TV station interested in you, once you get a blogger interested in you and what you're pitching them as a story idea, you lose control Mm. over that message. There's no telling necessarily where they're going to go with it. The smart thing to do is provide them as much background as possible. I worked eight years on daily newspapers as a reporter, 
And I can tell you that documents are a reporter's best friend. The more background documentation you can provide, the greater chance that your story is going to be told accurately. Most self-respecting reporters are, they're going to do some background on you. They might find some things that maybe happened with a business in the past that aren't so flattering, and they're going to put that in the article. Or maybe they're going to talk to a competitor or some objective third-party source who's going to maybe give some uh, a message that conflicts with what the message that you want to get out there. So the long and short of this is do your homework. You need to do your homework and think, are there any hidden tripwires in here that might ca- cause this to boomerang on us? If you find yourself in that scenario, so maybe you get a reporter sees your press release as a lead for a bigger story. They talk to you, you have a great conversation. You leave out any details you don't want them to know. They do their homework. They uh, talk to some other sources and they go back to you to confirm. Is there anything wrong or any shame in saying, let me get back to you or no comment and then calling you or a PR professional to say, how do I answer this? No, there isn't. And and that that's the smart thing to do. What you never want to do is say no comment and leave it at that. Because no comment is perceived by most people as admission of guilt. What you can say to the reporter is, can I get back to you on this? I need I need to I need to look into this a little bit further. Well, they're probably on deadline, so you have to appreciate that. Yeah, and, and if so you well, got to get back to them quick. Yes, exactly. And in that case, two things you never want to do. One is no comment and the other is lie. And even if there isn't, they don't have a, a formal arrangement with a PR professional. There's even if you you wait 15 minutes. Let me call you right back and jot some thoughts down and gather yourself. It's going to be a much better answer. Exactly. Than, yeah. That's than just going off the cuff. If, yep. if it's something negative, but even if it's something positive too, I heard this great thing about you. It might be it might be wise just to take a minute if you're, this isn't something you do every day. Right, and, and especially if it's a reporter you don't know very well. Right, exactly, and it's and you don't you don't want to get too much into the congratula- congratulatory self back padding. Right, you know, I mean, if if someone if someone comes up to you and and uh, and oh, Brad Brad Malman said that you're you're the greatest PR person out there. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not going to say. Well, he couldn't have he couldn't describe that more accurately. No, I'm you know the perfect response to that is Brad's a great guy and I have a lot of respect for him and I really appreciate him saying that. That's very kind. Which is all about him and not you. Which exactly. Looks much better than yes. You said earlier, which I thought was interesting because we we say the same things to the people we work with. What what we do ultimately isn't that hard, but in a consulting role and a communications role, we're applying the time to it that a small business owner doesn't have and they some of the nuances they might not take the time to fully understand. Anyone can post to Facebook. Anyone can have a LinkedIn profile. What you do with it, how you work with it, that's where people like us come in and we make a living helping people build their networks and grow that way. So if someone wants to invest the time on their own, um, to first step is network not just to grow your business but to build these media placements, talk to bloggers, talk to these influencers, get relationships with the media. How do you curate a list? Um, especially knowing there's all kinds of trade publications and there's there's trade uh, forums and so niche. How do you, without coming into it going, I'm just promoting myself and my shtick, is there anything wrong with buying a reporter a cup of coffee, saying, I got a new company, I want to just make the introduction? What, 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 how, do you, how do you go about that, getting yourself in front of these people? Excellent question. The first, the first step is do your research. 
do your research. You don't want to reach out to, to a trade publication and and ask for ask ask for someone who doesn't cover who doesn't cover the market segment that you're in. For example, let's say let's say that you're talking about like a like a traditional a traditional newspaper or something like that. Okay, well, you don't want to you don't want to call the healthcare reporter if your business is in the financial services segment. Sure. Excuse me. So, it's very easy to with all the online outlets these days to figure out who is the right person that I should be reaching out to. And secondly, if you do that, yes, you can you can buy them a cup of coffee, although I will tell you that in many cases they are not allowed to let you buy them a cup of coffee. Sure, from an ethical standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um secondly, don't be put off if they say, "You know what? I don't have time." Or I don't I don't see I don't see anything really unique or interesting here about what you're telling me, and they won't take the time. And that I think comes back to the original point: finding a PR professional that can navigate that and might a, a reporter that a PR professional has a relationship with might take an idea, might give an idea more thought or a story idea more thought than they would if it's coming from a complete stranger. And that's the whole essence of networking in the first place. Well, and the other thing too that the PR professional is going to tell you is whether there's any there there. Hmm. It goes back to you think your idea is great. It's good to have somebody who's going to mitigate it, find a way to couch it or just say it's not ready yet. It's not the angle anyone's going to take. Exactly. Don't don't uh, squander this opportunity to connect. Right, exactly. Thank you. That that's and that and that's a perfect that's that's a very very good way to put it, Nick. Because a PR professional is going to look at this and they're going to be able to, they should be able to give you an honest assessment about whether about whether they think that this has legs or not and and whether they're going to take and whether they're going to take their whether where they're going to take the client's money to try to promote something that may may not really have any legs maybe maybe, maybe there isn't enough substance there to have it really result to anything so in that case, maybe what you do is, which takes a lot less time and much, you oftentimes much less cost to the client, is you just you do a press release about that, about that what the client is interested in promoting, and you put that press release on your website. You post it on some on some outside websites. You share it through your social media channels, and you never make that call to the reporter. That you, because you don't think that the report is going to be interested, and like you said, Nick, you don't burn that bridge. Sure. You wait. You wait for something. You wait for something to come along, and a good PR professional should be able to coach their clients on what would make a story that is worth promoting. Mm. So you, you could even take an idea the way the client would have presented it and mold it into something. Pull things out of it that are going to be much more compelling when it gets pitched when you go to somebody with it. Exactly, exactly. And and some, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes it's just a matter of let's revisit this in a year. Yeah. Let's revisit this in a year when when you've 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 served more customers, more clients with this with, with this new innovative service or product that we want to promote, where we can get where we can get some testimonials from some people who have actually used it and found it beneficial. So starting out as a small business owner, how do you, when do you take that first step 
and say, because no one really necessarily starts out with a big marketing budget or PR budget, where is a good place to start? Is it before you even get your business off the ground or is it a couple months, a couple years into the business when it's starting to finally grow or when's a good starting point? Well, generally, probably wait, probably wait a few months. Wait a few months because first of all, you need to make sure the business is going to fly and you don't want to promote a business that crashes and burns three months later. Maybe those resources could have been invested in keeping the business afloat longer. Sure, yeah, so well, that's a delicate balancing act. Getting it, it right. It, you're you're exactly right. Way to, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good way to put it. So it's it's good it's a good idea if you're if you're starting out a business, get a few months into it, get your feet on the ground, get some clients, get some feedback from those clients, kind of tweak, adjust your business, find find your direction, find your sweet spots, and then that's that's when you want to do some PR outreach about that your business actually exists. If you're doing the things that we talked about earlier, that being networking, there will already be people out there that know who you are and what you do. The general public, though, those beyond your networking circle aren't necessarily going to know, and and those are the people that you're going to try to reach with your public relations. And if you do a good job initially networking online and in person, which is something you should do from day one, I believe, in a business and you know the several months running up to it, when you do decide to execute that PR strategy, it's going to be a whole lot easier. Exactly, yeah. Rick, thanks a lot for your time. If someone wants to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Best way to reach me is by phone 414-791-0080, or you can email me at rick at Lunar Communications, all one word, L-U-N-A-R-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S dot U-S. Rick at LunarCommunications.us. And yes, I did have to think when I was spelling that out <laughs> yeah. for you. Got a little, put you on the spot with the spelling lesson here. <laughs>